Hello everyone, welcome to Celtic Preacher Podcast 195. You know, when we consider our spiritual lives, our inner life, many of us, well, all of us really, we're looking to, to God for answers, right? We look to God for guidance and help, and, and that's why we listen to like a podcast like this, any teaching. That's why we listen. I mean, we hope to gain wisdom. We want to learn how to live in this world in a different way. And we all come with questions, even if they're not completely thought through. Anytime you listen to a teaching, you've always got questions somewhere in the back of your mind. You know, how can I deal with this problem at work? Or how can I improve this relationship? Or should I get involved in this? Or should I not get involved? Or what, how can I, how should I advise my child? or my friend? You know, so many questions, right? Just trying to navigate through this world. And, uh, you know, it's our hope that our spiritual life, God, will guide us. And God does. But, and you've probably noticed this, not always as clearly as we would like. And the reason is, is that Jesus isn't the kind of teacher that gives pat answers. And there's an important reason for that, as we'll see in the passage that we're looking at today. You know, many of the cares and concerns and challenges and stresses of our lives, they just can't be easily fixed with a pat answer. And that's why Jesus doesn't really ever give pat answers. What he does is, is that he teaches principles which is why they've lasted thousands and thousands and thousands of years. You know, people have found these principles to be true. Because Jesus' world is very, very different, was very different from our world. It was 2,000 years ago. So it's a very different world. But the principles that he teaches, these uh, can help us. And we need to sort of work with them in our daily lives. And, you know, as Jesus teaches, we are not left alone to do this, but God's Spirit helps us with this. So it's not just about us trying to figure it out. So today we look at a passage in, uh, let's see, where are we? We are in Matthew 22. And Jesus is in a conversation with people who oppose him, which is common in the scripture. He would often have conversations with people who oppose him. And the principle basically is, um, well, some of the principle is, basically he said, whatever action you take in your life, in your work, in your home, with your family, your relationships, whatever you choose to do, doesn't matter what it is, whatever it is you choose to do, make sure you're in alignment with what you know is true. Or another more pious way of saying it is, make sure your devotion is to God. Ensure that your loyalty is with God and be true to yourself. And I've often felt that when we are true to ourselves, we are also true to God. Because this world, as we've all experienced, 
This world pulls us in a thousand directions, right? Um, so it's not always easy to just stay on course. And one of the ways that we stay on course is to, we have to learn, really observe, what motivates us? Why are we doing what we're doing? Because when our motives are mixed or when our motives are misdirected, it guides our entire life and choices. And today, Jesus has asked a question, and it sounds on the surface like a legitimate question, but it's far from it. Because the motives of the ones who ask the question, they're all hoping that they'll trip Jesus up and ultimately have him killed. Yeah, when I say he had enemies, he really did have enemy enemies, as in, I want you dead kind of enemy. And the, this particular group that uh, are opposed to him were the religious leaders, which is always kind of strange, you know. It's like, why would the clergy of the day oppose him? Well, Basically, they found his teaching highly unconventional and it offended them. They listened to him. Uh, they concluded rightly that he wasn't like any other rabbi. And what really bothered them was is that Jesus challenged their whole way of life, their whole way of understanding God, their whole way of understanding themselves which is one of the things that happens with Jesus' teaching. Jesus challenges our whole way of thinking about ourself and with God and the world and others. This is what he does. And, you know, if you're open to changing and if you're open to a new way, then it can be amazingly life-giving. But if you're not, it can be horribly threatening. So, yeah, it's not neutral. Let's just say that. So here's the background before I tell you this, this story here, because the background's a little bit, well, it's really important to, to understand what's going on in this passage. Remember, this is 2,000 years ago. Remember the Roman Empire's in charge? And uh, so Jesus and all his disciples, everyone he knew, is living under foreign occupancy. And when you paid your taxes, you paid your taxes to your enemy. Obviously, I mean, people don't like paying taxes anyway, right? Generally speaking. But imagine if you were paying your taxes to someone that was your enemy. I mean, it's hard for us to imagine that here in North America, but that was actually the world that Jesus lived in. And by the time Matthew wrote his gospel, uh, Christianity, being a follower of Christ was illegal and persecution common and, and death. It was, it was not an unknown thing for New Testament believers to die because of their faith. So it's a different world, right? Very different world from what we have here in North America. And uh, even the coins, uh, the currency, the silver coins, 
would remind you who's in control because stamped on the silver coin was the head of Tiberius Caesar, son of the divine. Yep, I know it. That's what he liked to call himself. Just call me son of the divine or son of God. Tiberius Caesar would be comfortable with that too. Yeah, you can call me son of God. That's cool. I'm fine with that. So you can imagine how the followers of Jesus, um, or the ancient Jews for that matter, felt about that, right? Tiberius, Caesar, calling himself the son of the divine? I don't think so, right? So on this particular day, the religious leaders have a notion that they found the perfect trap for Jesus. And so they begin with flattery and they say, Jesus... We know that you're sincere and we know that you don't change your teaching to suit people. So we have a question for you. We're wondering about, you know, how you read the scripture. And we're wondering if it's lawful to pay taxes to Caesar or not. Now, remember, this is a political trap. Because whether he says yes or no, he's going to get into trouble here. So the question is, is it okay? Is it lawful? lawful as in right under God's eyes, to pay taxes to Caesar. Now, if Jesus says, yes, pay the tax, he's going to alienate all the people who oppose paying taxes to their enemy, Tiberius, the divine son of God which is practically everybody Jesus knows, including his family and his entire town and all his relatives. So if he says yes, pay the tax, well, that's going to get him into trouble. If he says no, don't pay the tax, then the religious leaders are going to say, oh, great, now we can have him arrested by the Romans for breaking the law. So either way... The question is set up for a yes or a no answer, kind of like our politics today. And, uh, you know, yes or no answers are always completely inadequate. So Jesus didn't answer with a yes or no. In fact, this is the way he is with most things. He always goes to the heart heart of the matter and he exposes their motives. He's, he's not fooled by them. Jesus uh, was had the gift of discernment. You know when you have a sense that someone isn't being truthful with you or you're having a conversation and you think, I really don't quite think this person's on the up and up. I don't really think that they're telling me the whole truth. Well, Jesus had a keen Uh, sense of that with people. He could look at people and know their hearts, meaning he knew their motives. And of course he knows this is not an honest question. They don't give two hoots about what he thinks about the scripture, right? So the question is, so Jesus, the religious leaders say, do you think, uh, is it lawful? Is it right for us to pay a tax to Tiberius Caesar, son of the divine? And Jesus asks for a coin. And he looks at the coin and he says, okay, 
whose whose head is on this coin? Well, Caesar's, right? And this is the line. This is the line that holds the principle. He says, give to Caesar the things that are Caesar's and give to God the things that are God's. Now, the old way, the old King James has a nice poetic flair. Render unto Caesar the things that are Caesar's and render unto God the things that are God's. Which sounds very grand and wonderful, but then on the other hand, you're thinking, well, it does sound grand, but what in the world does that mean? <laughs> right? <laughs> but actually, it's, it's, not, it's not really too hard to, to break this down, hopefully. Give to Caesar what Caesar's. It's like, look, you live in the world, don't you? And you're a citizen of this world. Fair enough. There's certain things that you have to do in the world. There's certain things that uh, you pay your mortgages, you pay your taxes, you make sure you have childcare, you go to work, you obey traffic laws. Give to Caesar the things that are Caesar's. There's certain things, you know, citizens of this world, there's just certain things you need to do in order to function within society. Give to Caesar what's Caesar's, right? Give to Caesar what Caesar's. And then he says this other line, and give to God what's God's. It's like, okay, well, what's that? What belongs to God? This is like a key thought here. What belongs to God? It's like, well, everything belongs to God because God's God, right? If God's holding the whole thing together, in him we live and move and have our being. Uh, what, what doesn't belong to God? There's not an area of life where God isn't present. God is in all things and everywhere. It's like give to Caesar what Caesar's. Yeah, you live in the world. There's certain things in this world you need to do. Like pay your taxes and Keep the law of the land. There's expectations, things to do, tasks to be done. Fine, give to Caesar what Caesar's, but whatever you do, make sure that your loyalty is always first to God and be true to yourself. Because you're not simply a citizen of this world. You're a citizen of heaven. It's like we have dual citizenship. Yeah, you, we belong here, we live here. This is our world. Mm -hmm, that's true. But our loyalty isn't first and foremost to this world. That's what it means to have faith, right? So it's like we have dual citizenship. My, I have my citizenship here in this world and what the scripture calls the citizenship of heaven. But that always takes precedence. It's always the first concern because I want my life to be pleasing to God. I want to be true to myself. I want to be everything that God's called me to be. That's my first concern. I want to learn how to trust God and grow up to be the person that God has created me to be while living in this world 
with all its beauty and all its craziness and all its horror, actually, too. I mean, it's just this funny mix of beauty and horror. But my motive is to be, I want to please God. First and foremost, I, I am a citizen of heaven. It's a very sort of poetic way of talking about um, how we have to live in this world and be responsible people, but we have a higher call, right? So the, in other words, there's no division. God is every bit as much at your work as in a church. God is every bit as much uh, in the hillside or as, uh, in the school or the boardroom or the hospital. Uh, there's no space that isn't God's space. There's no country that isn't God's country. Uh, there's no part of the universe that isn't filled with God because that's who God is, right? God is, God is not more present in a church than in your home doesn't work that way. God doesn't get pieced out that way. And so really, Jesus is, is reminding us of this. Give to Caesar what's Caesar's and give to God what's God's. Yeah, maybe you divide God up, Jesus is saying. Maybe you do divide God up. Well, this is my work life and this is my home life and this is my spiritual life over here. Well, forget that, Jesus would say, because in some sense, a whole integrated person is the same person wherever she goes. There isn't one face for one situation and one face for another. I am who I am wherever I go, right? You could call it wholehearted integrity of sorts. There's just no split. There's no split. Um... And again, it's like, yeah, there's lots of things that you do to get by in the world. You pay your bills and your taxes and keep the this, this civil law. And yeah, that's, we live here. That's part of what we do. But that's of secondary importance because I have a dual citizenship. And I'm sort of living in two kingdoms. And sometimes these two kingdoms clash. I'm using the biblical uh, language now, the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of this world. But you'll know when you come up against the things that challenge what you believe to be true, right? You will feel it, you will know it, you will experience this. Because we live within these two kingdoms simultaneously, we're going to come up against actions that are wrong. We're going to come up against things that everything within me knows that it's not true. And you will feel at times that you're living in a battle. And uh, I'm talking about an inner struggle, an inner conflict. You will, you will sense, you will experience that you're going against the tide. Jesus would say you are going against the tide. You're not a citizen of this world. Yeah, you live here, but you have a higher calling. There's going to be people in your life that are just plain wrong and off base and deluded. Yeah, yeah, Jesus would say. 
Yeah, that's actually how it is. And St. Paul would say the same thing. And some of the ancient theologians too, Luther said stuff like this. He did a lot of writing on the two kingdoms. And Augustine, who was way, way, way one of the early early church fathers, one of the early theologians, they all had wrote vast amounts on this subject. But it's just this idea of... Um, what we're calling dual citizenship in the sense that we, we live in this world, but we're not of this world. And I think the reason that this is important to um, emphasize is because it explains why you don't always fit. And it explains why you feel like you don't belong. Or you, you, it explains why you sense sometimes, I don't think people understand me. And it explains why you might not be affirmed in the way that you want to be affirmed. And at certain times, you might sense that you're, you're surrounded by people that really don't, really don't get it. Jesus would say, yeah, yeah, we'll remember Give to Caesar what's Caesar's and give to God what's God's. Remember what kind of a world you're living in. Yeah, there's two different ways to, to, to do this life, you know? Um, and at times, you know, some more than others, you're going to be really, really aware of the clash of these two worlds. Um these two paradigms, really. There's lots of different ways of talking about it. But I think the clearest way of talking about it is when you recognize that sense within you that you're struggling against something bigger than what you can quite put your finger on. And you feel like you're up against something that's bigger and greater. And that's where Jesus comes along and says, yeah, well, you are, you are. It's the kingdom of this world, but, but you know, fear not. I have overcome the world. That's what he's, when he says that line, that's what he's talking about. Yeah, there's lots of things that feel overwhelming, but fear not, I've overcome the world. You're caught in the midst of two things here. That's really hard. But you look to me, because I have overcome the world and I'm with you, helping you every step of the way. If you feel like you're in a battle today, there's, there's the prayer, there's the heart cry. Help me to trust you in the midst of this because you're with me, helping me moment by moment. Well, thank you for joining me. You've been listening to Celtic Preacher. Join with me again next week for another episode. <laughs>